the Los Angeles Angels, Angels are single-handedly killing Major League Baseball. Ooh. They have the wow. two best players of a generation, and they still suck. If the two play, if Trout and Otani played anywhere else, they would be the biggest stars, and everyone would want to watch them. But they play for a shitty team that played uh, in a less than yeah. ideal time zone, and so they're single-handedly killing baseball. Enough with Trout. Imagine if Otani was a Dodger. Literally any other team. Yeah, the Dodgers or any team not like way on the West Coast, like anywhere, a team that tries to be competitive. And I know you are on the West Coast, but I mean, let's be honest. They they play their games very late. Oh, so late. So yeah, it's, late. Like, it's tough ridiculous. going to a game during the week because you got things to do the next day, you know? Okay. I know that the criticism of for around Otani and Trout falls on the organization, but let's be real. These guys chose to play with this organization. Otani chose to sign with the Angels because he desperately wanted to hit. And he was being courted by both NL and AL teams. And he chose an AL team and he chose that place. Trout, he resigned with those motherfuckers. He could have he was he could have gotten maybe not the same amount of money he could have gotten less and been with a front runner and made up for it in endorsement with greater endorsements but both of them chose to stay where they are at they chose yeah. where they're at so for me all they can do is be awesome though yeah they but, can't make them win yeah and, what do and, you mean you're on the team make them win that's your they're job doing the be- they're trying, Karen. Trout was there. Trout was there the whole time, and that whole thing about he's only been to one playoff series, or he doesn't have a playoff win, or like whatever. So he knew he's he's, you know he he's in that culture. He knows what they're lacking when he can see it, you know, thirty miles away in Los Angeles, or when he plays the Astros and all this other stuff. He knows, and they're just like throwing stuff and stuff and promises and promises and he is blindly believing them in the name of being a bitch yeah so it, it, rich it's like, in what it, just you know, money he ain't got yeah. no chips no rings he doesn't have any playoff wins or anything what has I'm be honest done with you. If, if you please. told me i could be rich and have no rings or be broke and have rings i would much prefer to be rich and have no rings I would too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, and, and th- this is just like the baseball stuff that actually does make it to like the national conversation because they're trying to get in, they, they, they were trying to do like this land deal because Artie Moreno doesn't own the land where they are at. So they were trying to buy it surreptitiously from the <coughs> city and the mayor of Anaheim had to quit because he got a bribe from the mm. Angels. There's an FBI probe. He's trying to do the David Sampson thing of like, he wanted the city of Anaheim um, before the land deal, he wanted them to pay for renovations for the stadium. And his whole thing was like, if you guys don't pay for this, I'm going to move my whole team and I'm going to build a stadium in Long Beach. And the city of Anaheim was like, we have Disneyland. We don't give a fuck where you go. <laughs> like, that's what makes us money. You don't mm-hmm. make us money. So as long as Disneyland never threatens to leave, like they're, they're never going to cater to their demands because the first priority in that city to inhabit any to develop any square inch goes to Disneyland. 
if Disneyland wanted to absorb all the way out to where Anaheim, where the Angels play, the city would roll over and allow it. They would bulldoze that freeway. It would go subterranean. They would knock those guys out of the water. And he's just upset. Disney World because... better than Disneyland. No, oh, it's bigger. It's, it's better. hindsight. It's hindsight, yeah. It's better. I mean, let's be honest. Mm, I love a good Disneyland and California adventure. It's just a good combo. From what it's, I don't want to spend a whole week at an amusement park. You know, I just. <laughs> But the point. Well, I don't want to spend a day at an amusement park, but I mean, here we are. Yeah. So, th- just like the point here is, it's like Too hot. the um, the owner he made his money in billboards. He was like, "Fuck that's, yeah!" That's where he the people that put the billboards. That's where he made all his money, and that's how he was able to buy the team. So obviously, he's a good businessman when it comes to billboards, just not when it comes to baseball. Billboard. Yeah, huh. I'm gonna start selling billboards. <laughs> I like the That's... billboards that say like, "Hey, you're reading that. This means billboards work." <laughs> I'm like, you know what? You're right. Oh man! But what would you do when you have one of those people that are like that will tape themselves up to the billboard? Um, you know, them? To, to to make a stunt. Like, what if they, like, injure themselves and they want to sue you? You just have, like, a really powerful attorney and be like, you went up there on your own, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, you were no. a dumbass. You trespass. Oh. Okay. Electronic billboards. That's the wave of the future. I don't owe you a duty of reasonable care. Excellent. So, yeah. yeah no, so, so, as far as the Angels, it's a top-down situation since you can't since we generally the baseball people don't really know who Artie Moreno is it's just easy to make Otani and Trout the scapegoats of the situation more so Trout because he's been there longer of the two but they both chose that's the work environment they chose to be at so they're gonna have to keep doing what they're doing they're gonna suck they're not gonna win anything but they're gonna have money and have really Can't win them all. Hmm. Okay. But, you know, this is why we're here, to, to let you fire these things off. But I think that's a good point. You have two of, the, two of the best players in baseball, and you're not making anything of it. Mookie Betts comes to the Dodgers, and right away they know how to – we know how to make a star out of him. You know what I'm saying? He was already a star. Mm. That's true. But, like, I mean, you, he went to the Dodgers, like – they're like an old-time franchise in baseball, and I don't even watch baseball, but you know yeah. the Dodgers. They're okay. And it's like, and it's like, I mean, they're they're one of the aren't they like one of the longest-standing franchises? Aren't they like in Brooklyn or something or New York, and then they moved over to LA? Like they're they they're a franchise with history with longevity. Like I don't know how long Anaheim or LA, the Angels, have been there, but like. That still doesn't change the fact that you have two generational talents on your team, two guys that anybody would be lucky to have that would change the dynamic of any team. And clearly the dynamic of your team hasn't changed. And yeah, that's organizational, but like, I think you got to indict them in some aspects. Like they're on the team. They're part of the team. They're part of the culture. And yeah, but baseball, like, baseball. like Jeanette mentioned, Trout is Trout has been there and Trout hasn't done enough to, set the tone, set the culture clearly. 
in that organization because if you've got a guy like Trout who is the best ever and is working hard and doing what he's doing, like that should set the tone for other guys. And clearly it hasn't. So it's not just the organization. It's a mix of both. Mm. Baseball, baseball, you can have the world, you can have the greatest player of all time and the team can still suck. You gotta, you gotta actually have to put, they have two good Clearly. players. The rest of the team is garbage. And as far as, you know, Trout's leadership skills or lack thereof, we saw that with the chaos of the fantasy football league when Tommy Pham slapped Jock Peterson. So clearly he has he, no control. Yeah, he is someone that is a very passive I, leader and, um, Trout, please. And I mean, I, and Otani, he's just like, I think his character, you know, you know, he's very deferential. So he's not going to want to usurp Otani. So there needs to be a third rising star, which I guess it may have been Joe Adele, the, the rookie that they've had, but they've pretty much crushed his spirit, sending him up and down to the minors. So there really isn't like a third person that can come in and just like, I, like, yeah, I think that's what they wanted Rendon to be. I mean, coming, you know, as somebody who's here in the D.C. area, like when they signed Rendon after that World Series, that's I think they expected him to be that guy. And like, I don't know what's going on with him. He's injured and hasn't played that much from what everybody says. So that's He's, probably part of he it. He had season ending surgery and nobody knows this because he's an angel. I, I don't know anything about him. I know that they won the World Series here, and then he got paid and left. And good for Rendon. Like he brought DC a World World Series. Like I'm happy. I'm I am okay with that. Go get your money. But like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know anything about what's happened with him since he left. Mike Trout could not play another game for the rest of the season, and no one give an excuse why, and I would have no idea. None. Otani, I would because I wouldn't see him on my Twitter. But Trout, he's also he also is like a he brings butts to the seats because when it's one of these international players, um, when it's a stud from Korea, Japan, uh, China, their people tune in from overseas to watch the games at whatever ungodly hour they happen to be, and they go to the stadium. When we had um, Kenta Maeda and Shohei Otani, they played against each other here. It was like the the Japanese baseball community showed up either to Dodger Stadium or to Anaheim Stadium, to the Angel Stadium. They show up and they cheer and they're loud and they love him. And like that's and also when they go out across the country, he brings the butts into the seats. The other teams are like super grateful that he's there. But it's like, like you guys said, like nobody's really paying attention because, and I think a, 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 like one of the other things is that we, because no one has really done it and we only have like a mentioned one person like Babe Ruth who we have no tape of, that's also a huge disrespect where you have like the talking heads that just want to talk about 1930s baseball. And it's like, let's stop referencing the past and live in the moment and, 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 and actually like promote it the way it should be and if it's and if it's the reason that they can't do it because there's no more enthusiasm for baseball because it's so slow and you don't know the players and nobody plays small ball or whatever then 
it is what it is. It's going to end up dying out. Or it's going to eventually probably become un- untenable. Like, the eventually the, the TV people are going to figure it out that they can't keep on paying all these billions of dollars to a dying sport, so... Yeah. Um, they got to I don't know. The the one thing that baseball, I would say, does have going for it, though, is just the atmosphere of going to a game is unlike I, I went to a football. I've been to one pro football game. But from what I've heard from the experience of most people, just the commercial breaks are something that really mm-hmm. kind of take a lot of the fun out of it. And that was something that I noticed right away when I was in there in that experience. And I was, you know. Not necessarily saying going to pay attention for it, but it was evident right away because I've been to multiple basketball games, multiple uh, baseball games, and that just was never the case. And there's just something about taking in a baseball game, just the atmosphere of being there at the ballpark. If Dodger Stadium was a little more ac- you know, accessible, I think I'd be more of a baseball fan. Um, but also, I think it, it's also with kind of, you know, we've had some good Dodger players growing up, but, you know, we, if we had these teams that we had now, I definitely for sure probably be more of a baseball fan. I guess it just, it depends, you know? Um, but it's, it's with the conversation that we've been saying with the star power, these are how you make young baseball fans with your best players in the league. And when you're not being able to showcase them in the biggest games and the biggest moments, your sport hurts. And it's yeah, also, I... and it's also going to get, get harder to do that as now we have the different streams that want to buy up live sports. And if you don't happen to whoever gets like the MLB contract, if it happens to be like app, you know, ESPN level lets it go and it goes to Apple, T, Apple TV plus, and you don't have Apple TV plus, and you're not a diehard fan, you're not going to shell out that extra money for that service. So it's like I said, it's just going to become an untenable situation and you're gonna it's gonna be less and less of what you know for a sport that already you don't really care too much for anyways yeah they i think on this last episode of the metal lockers i think they really like they tackled some of the issues that go along with this like they've these sports and like capitalism and just like parents and people wanting their kids to you know, grow up to be professional athletes. Like it's really priced a lot of people out of sports and especially, especially these sports like baseball and hockey and all these sports where you need extensive equipment. Like you just to sign up, like Howard Bryant was talking about, like it's like 2000, 3000 just to join a legitimate baseball league, like travel baseball league to have your kid play. And it's like, that's crazy. And then you got to buy all the equipment, bats, cleats, all that. Like you got other sports like basketball where all you need is a ball and some hoops. Like that's, it's so much easier to, for kids to just go to the park, play basketball or play soccer and, you know, use two t-shirts as a goal, as opposed to being able to play some, you know, pick up baseball or sports like that. And even getting into those organized sports, just a, a lot of lower income people have been priced out of it. And we know those are people of color. And that and it, affects the fans and the people who watch the sport and the people who go to the events because, like he was saying, he's like, baseball is not a sport that you can just pick up, really. It's like a father-son sport. It's a sport that you go outside and throw the ball with your with your son or your dad and learn the sport. And, like, you can't just jump into the sport without knowing anything about it. Um, and it's just not accessible for people of lower incomes. And it's also something where, oh my gosh, what was the point I was going to make? 
Um, it, it, it also like the fact that it is so restrictive, like emotionally constrictive, where you can't celebrate an accomplishment that you have in a game because you're showing up the opposition and it might get you a ball to the neck. And the only time you get to show any emotion is when you're the last team standing and you win the damn title when you're the last one out of 32. And that is insane because in football, in basketball, all the other sports, hockey, we love it when they score they score points or there's an interception or turnover and you have somebody like, hell yeah, and they're like, you know showing up to the crowd and everything and in baseball uh, you can't you don't get any of that stuff because it's the unwritten rules say and blah 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 blah. it's like why like it, it and, and and the deference that we have here in america to those unwritten rules that everybody that goes into that house for it is just so stupid yeah they were they mentioned that on the pod like it's like a lot of these unwritten rules, like it's only here in, in America, like it's only here in the US. Like you go to the Dominican Republic and different places where they're playing baseball and stuff like that. Like these guys are, you know, they're showy. They're they're celebrating their their wins and accomplishments. And like I think that's crazy, especially once we get guys, they can't celebrate and be happy about their compliments and accomplishments and what they did like i i know we always try to be like oh with the, with younger kids and and everything we don't want anybody to feel bad we want everybody to get their participation trophies but like they're getting paid to do this so like either beat me or deal with the consequences of losing like we're adults we get yeah. paid for this this is our job you can accept me celebrating a touchdown or a home run doing a bat flip like you can accept that get over it just do better and beat me yeah, imagine you're the hitter and you're break you you're coming up to bat and you break up a no hitter. Why can't you like fist pump or something like that? You know, your team was getting no hit, let's say seven, eight innings, and you are the first one to make contact. You should be able to celebrate that. And it and the pitcher, like their efforts also get celebrated with the standing ovation for that point. But you guys tune into like the college world series they they don't have that the the people in the stands are ruckus the players are are ruckus it's only when the money like comes into play where it's like no joy and i don't not, not even like when the money comes into play because you see it even on like little league and stuff you have the coaches that the little kids are like super happy they're hitting the ball off the tee and they're like don't smile don't giggle as you walk to first and it's like you're seven eight years old like you don't like why would why would you want to take that joy from such a small child and it stays with them throughout their baseball career wherever it ends and that, like and then you have like an old head like tony la Russa, like managing or trout managing the hippest like team with tim anderson and he like totally guts that spirit and they always start off really really high and then they nothing has to be getting in the way and it's a shame you like it so it's not just limited to the angels you can see it in like other organizations and 
it's just it's just messed up because like if they were hesitant to allow any bit of change i think that's what would open them up to being having a broader audience and also you would see it would you will resonate on the field with the product itself and how the players engage yeah they they it, it's it's if they get past that barrier and they allow change because it's like the nba has been they're a whole the yeah NBA i think is it's built just, around change it's a like it's an unfortunate sport, yeah. byproduct of like the steroids era where that's the last time where you had personality and people that acted as themselves and i think now it's like don't put too much of yourself out there which is really unfortunate in the social media age where they it's such a weird conflict where you have such reserved individuals in the social media age and you get to see whatever they allow you in their personal life but then that doesn't equate to who they are in their place of work so to me like once again those are like a lot of differences that i wish like they could all just add up instead of contrasting against each other yeah i agree um i'm gonna have to wrap it up here guys this is good baseball talk that will, you know, hope, hopefully uh, Andy will enjoy this. This is just for you, Andy. We we all came together and we said, you know what? Um, Aaron was like, I know exactly who Andy is. I feel bad for not remembering him. Um, we'll do this baseball take for him. So there you go. Also, if we want to fix baseball, we need a beer inning. Ooh, a binning. Wow. Salute to Andy. Salute to the binning because that's a great idea. Beer inning inning presented by David Wells. Boom. Boomer. Uh, Boomer. I mean, they they already have all of like that beer advertisement in every stadium. Mine as well. Mine as well. And there should also be like a thing where like if you're down like a lot of runs in the beer inning is where you can get to make them up so like the runs count as double and it's like instead of instead of three strikes you're out it's actually two strikes you're out so it's like that's where we can get wacky yeah baseball <laughs> i don't even know anything about baseball and i'm over here giving baseball bigs. <laughs> Well, that's, you know, because you're a professional. You, you know what, Ed, Bob, you're natural. That's why we got you on LTC, baby. That's what you're part I'm of the crew I'm a professional. Mm-hmm. Tell me young Stephen A. Ooh, in the making. Ooh. Also, here's the thing. In the beer inning, what we can incorporate is, because you know how people love to do, like, gender reveals? So Whoa. every now and then we can sneak in a gender reveal into one of, like, the beer innings. I so love we, that. So we bring out the parents-to-be, right? They're, uh-huh. like they'll stand next to like the first base coach Mm -hmm. and then the pitcher gets the ball that has like the little smoke and he but he has to loop it has he has to cough it up so it has to be hit by whoever is hitting Mm -hmm. you cannot strike out when it's the gender reveal Mm -mm. Mm -mm. and then and then we get the gender reveal and everybody celebrates no but it's like no because we're letting you know this is going to be the gender reveal so you have to throw you have to, you know, be you, you, you make that you, it's the only time where it's like, I let you hit. And maybe it doesn't count against like the ERA and all that stuff, okay. right? It doesn't, okay. it doesn't like increase the whip or like whatever, right? It doesn't count against the hitter or the pitcher. 
And then we get to know, hey, this couple is having a whatever. Uh, or maybe it shouldn't be like that and it's better like if they miss and then we get to see the people being really sad because we never get to, you know, know the baby's gender or whatever. I don't know. What, I, I, don't know. I like the idea better if we don't know what pitch it is. And mm. it's just a random pitch. And like the, the teams know, but we don't know. So it's just a random pitch and the pitcher throws, guy swings at it. And then we just get a big old cloud, either blue or pink. And that's just the gender reveal pitch during the binning. And it's and then, like, oh my goodness, we had no idea. And it's like, there's, it's just the call is, the announcer's just making the call of like, it's a boy, it's a girl. You know, he's just screaming yeah. like it's a home run call, but and, it's not. It's and, the, and the grounds powder. crew comes up and they have like the, the, the corresponding Gatorade and they dump it on the parents. So red yes. Gatorade if it's a girl, blue Gatorade if it's a boy. I was also thinking too, like well, since yellow it's beer... if it's twins. <laughs> well, it, it, since it's a beer inning, couldn't you like do something like with like beer dye or something where like they're smashing the can over their head and like that's how it's mm. also revealed too? You know what I mean? Like say you got like a like you know like a like a couple that comes from the south that that's kind of into that style. Like that's. Here you go. No, Here's see, two, we, we have to have a gender lot of reveal different... brought to you by Miller Lite, and they, and it's just you know, oh, it's a boy. Oh, it's twins. Now we'll twins. figure it out. We, no, the 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 gender reveal could be in a different part, not necessarily part of the beer inning, because yes, you know, you shouldn't be drinking when you're pregnant and all that stuff. But we'll figure <laughs> it out. We need to get a meeting with Manfred. Luckily, the All Star Game is in Los Angeles this weekend. If I see him, oh, I'll be great. like, um, Robbie, great. Robbie, let me put you mm-hmm. to pull you to the side, bro. Let mm-hmm. me put you on game on the beer inning, mm-hmm. and then we'll see what, we'll see what happens. You know, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. That's how it's done. All right, guys. I hope, I hope that you uh, take these to the higher ups to help you help us fix baseball. That's what LTC is here to do. Is and make money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to make money. Let's yeah, play, yeah. Let's, baseball. let's get the this. You know, let's get the binning sponsored, sponsoring this pod, and we'll also have the pod sponsoring binning. It'll just be a whole winning binning situation for us all. All right. Have a good weekend.